Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the switch up of a little Christmas jingle, if you will. Um, I mean, we had to. This is the last episode until, you know, we all get back from the Christmas hullabaloo. So we, we had to pull it in. Are you shocked, Austin? Not surprised. You know, the the Jay Beebs Christmas album, like you say, is one of your personal faves. You know, you try and listen to it every year. Right. It was only right for it to make its way into the pod. If right. Completely. Right you know frank frank thank you for being honest i mean let's let's just be real it was already in last year when we did this and no one should be shocked but i did try to keep it till the end to keep everyone on their toes but anywho um everyone as an update from last week the christmas spirit is gaining but i still would say there's just a, a like a metaphorical dam that has not been broken yet with the Christmas spirit. So, you know, pray for me if you think about it. Um, I don't know what's going on. I'm not a Christmas hater. Typically I'm a lover, so I'm not quite sure what's going on, but Austin got a haircut. Um, he sat through a lot of traffic on the way home to get it. So, you know, everyone just be thinking of how amazing he looks right now. That those are the types of thoughts he needs. Have you recovered yet from your loss of time? Oh, no, I'm still very upset about it, but I'm sure within the next 10 minutes, it will start to go away. Thank For those God. of you, like, sitting in traffic is, like, my least favorite thing of all time. I work from home. I don't have to deal with it. It's such a blessing. It, like, I literally think it would take years off my life if I had to drive to work every day. Um, yeah. It, what normally would have been a 30-minute drive was an hour and 30-minute drive, so you could see where that may have not been planned or ideal. So I, I regret bringing this up. I, I really do. But some of us, Austin, are in the commute morning and afternoon. So I would say in working my job since September, I have lost a few lives um, in that commute. So anyway, moving on from the traffic, if you're sitting in traffic right now, I'm sorry that we're talking about it. We will move on. So Anyway, happy Friday, everyone. Happy Christmas, whatever you say. I'm not really a happy holidays gal. I'm more of a Merry Christmas. So hopefully that doesn't offend anybody. Anyway, so this week we decided to bring on someone who is really a mutual friend between us, Austin. So this is good. Um, and we actually were debating if we should refer to her by her maiden name or her married name, which feels even weird to say. So I guess we will do both. So for those Miami folk out there, for those Delight Ministry folk out there, you know her as Carrie Vance. But, you know, we need to switch it up. We need to respect the heritage that comes with her last name. And so now she is known as Carrie Reichwein. So Carrie, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, that's even weird for you to say. Still not used to it, but I'm, I'm good. Excited to be here, truly touched. I was invited. Um, really, my heart, is, my heart is happy this evening. I mean, Ooh. it was a no-brainer. Carrie has been binging the podcast. Carrie is my favorite type of listener because she gives you a play-by-play -play of the podcast as she's listening. So I'm just getting texts that I totally know what she's talking. It's amazing. Carrie, I love when you do that. Um, yeah. And while we're on the topic, I just need to give a shout out to the episode that you did with Ben Morgan. And you told the story of the girl that walked into a coffee shop and said that horrible line. That was yes. me. It, it was, was Carrie. Great. It was me. And I listened to that podcast and I thought, who is that awful girl that would say that? Yes, indeed. Hello. It was, everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's a celebrity on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I I just remember recording that and Ben and Austin both being like hey you know is this a big deal that you're just kind of like saying the name but not I'm like no like of all things Carrie's not gonna listen to this one episode like it's not gonna be a big deal so then when you told me you had started listening I'm like oh crap it's it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I had a good laugh me and Brett both had a good laugh about it so I'm glad I'm glad and for those who don't know Brett is her husband amazing dude we love we love Brett Austin you and Brett would just like goon it would be such a vibe he would grow up so hard but let it, let it be known, this is not a couples podcast. So anyway, the reason that we decided to have Carrie on was we're, we're really doing, like I said, a lot of the topics are going to bleed into this topic that we are um, talking about today, um, which is how to interact with your ex after you're broken up. So I kind of feel like I'm teaching a course right now. Like this feels like the unit test of all the units coming together of like, can girls and guys really be friends? how do you like do a breakup everyone's sharing their bad stories but now we're really like going into what do you do afterwards um and like what's the healthy thing what's the wrong way um we've all really experienced the right and wrong ways of doing it um austin maybe you have it like austin did you even have a girlfriend in middle school i did have uh multiple girlfriends before Carly and I will say I did experience a bad breakup before Carly wow um shocking I know yeah I I mean not to capitalize on your hurt but I'm kind of excited (laughs) it's okay I've come a long way since then you have okay so anywho let's get into the nitty-gritty of the conversation let's start out with we're, we're just gonna throw out a little bit of a scenario here So Carrie, something you're familiar with is having an ex in close proximity. And Mm. by that, we're talking about Oxford, Ohio. And here's the thing. If you know, you know, if you're from Oxford, Ohio, you see someone once, you're going to see about 20 times after that. I mean, one awkward interaction with someone is the catalyst of running into them like all the time, wherever you go. Mm So Carrie, you had a pretty serious relationship, even within a christian ministry which makes it even worse like dating in a christian (laughs) ministry is just danger you know um so like when you went into the relationship did you even think about like oh this could go wrong for me afterwards um you know i i really didn't um this one person we're talking about was my first boyfriend and I was really optimistic. Um, I, I remember telling my sister, Hey, we both love Jesus. What could go wrong? I'm going to marry him. Wow. I, I was, I was full, full throttle going there. So no, did not think about the future at all as far as then badly. <laughs> right. Which I would say most like people who are Christians usually go that route of like, mm-hmm. we both believe in God in a really legitimate way. So like what could go wrong, which like, we're not going to dive into that today, not enough time, but that is a theory. So Carrie, you know, walk us through, I mean, you start really getting involved in the same friend group. Like what did that kind of look like in terms of the friends? Yeah. So I, I was definitely grafted in, they were a little bit older than me. So, you know, it was always cool to ha- hang out with people who were older, you know, automatically kind of just upped your social game, I feel like. Um, but I, I, yeah, for me, like, you know, it was a fine experience. It, um, a lot of it, like, was more, the reasons it wasn't always great was more of a me problem rather than a them problem. Really struggled to, like, be myself in that group. I just kind of wanted to, like, 
you know, be cool and chill and whatever. And when you meet me, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not chill. I'm not cool. I'm not a cool chill girl. So it didn't. Like, yeah, that is not true. <laughs> yeah, it's really untrue. So, um, yeah, it was fine, but like, definitely the exit proved to be, um, a little rough around, around the edges. Right. Yeah. Like just to give everyone some more perspective, Carrie was grafted into like the it friend group within the (laughs) circle of Christian ministry. So these people were gorgeous. They were all dating each other. Everyone knew them. And like when Carrie started hanging out with them more than she started hanging out with our grade, I was like, wow, like Carrie's made it. Like, I know that sounds dramatic, but as a sophomore in college, I was like, wow, good for her. What's also needs to be noted is I, I missed the, I missed the train freshman year for crew because I, with our ministry, because I joined another one and then didn't end up going the way that I thought it would. And then I joined crew and then I, um, basically at the the time I joined crew was when I started dating this guy. So I kind of like, I missed all the beginning. So I was just automatically put into that group where like, I didn't even know Monica and all of that super well until really now. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God. Um, Thank God. Yes. (laughs) So here we go. Here, here's where we get into the meat of the issue. So everyone buckle up. Um, Carrie and this person break up in Oxford. They all had the same friends. So Carrie, like, where did your mind first go after the breakup happened? Were you thinking immediately avoid were you like because me in my mind I'm always taking the immature route of like at least avoid for like the first interaction like give them some space like I don't want to say anything right away but then after the first interaction I'm like I'm not going to avoid the issue like let's just have our passing time of a wave or whatever and then move on so like what was your mindset when the breakup happened yeah well I think it's a good question because I think whenever there's a breakup there's two routes I feel like people take there's route one where it's like we're not getting back together how do I start addressing this person as either a friend or an acquaintance or even a stranger some people just want to cut them out of their life right together but then there's the route of oh we're going to get back together and that was more my route in my situation so I definitely like emotionally like didn't process my breakup and all of that for months and months and months later um but I think for me I definitely like wanted to still have intentional combos and I want to know what was going on and I um which looking back wasn't wasn't the right move but that's where I was at that time so I feel like there's kind of two routes you can take there yeah that was explained beautifully Austin which route did you take uh, personally, uh, since it was a, a bad breakup, uh, mm-hmm. kind of went for the cut out of my life type of route. Um, I don't think there's any chance that that person would be listening to this podcast today, uh, but if they are, but if they are like, I, like, I really do wish them the best. Like I still think about them from time to time. And I'm like, I really hope everything's okay. Like I think about her family all the time and I'm like, man, they were, they were great. Like. I just, I hope things are well. Like, I don't wish bad upon them right. or like their family or right. anything. But um, like, for me, it was just like, it was very, um, like, there's just a lot of pain, like a lot of hurt on my end. And I just didn't want to be reminded of that. Yeah. So I just, I, I was like, I, I'm not emotionally strong enough to like continue to like see you in my interactions in life and like be okay with it. And yeah. like, it takes a lot of like emotional intelligence to like know yourself in that situation 
also keep in mind I was like 17 when this <laughs> happened so Honestly impressive yeah um, yeah I mean it's just like I went with the uh the cutout route personally sure wow that first of all the caveat he put there this just this just goes to show how stand up of a guy Austin is to really share the love before he went into the negative. I would say I'm more of a snip snips type of gal myself. Um, in high school, in my really serious high school breakup and then my college breakup, I definitely was like an unadder on Snapchat. Definitely like out of sight, out of mind for the same reasons. Austin, like I knew that seeing them even like with friends, like, girls that were friends was going to be, like, really hard for me, like, very soon after, so I was just, like, you know, I don't really need to be friends with you, so now we're cool, um, but, like, now me and my high school ex, like, I'm not saying we're besties, but, like, we're kind of bros, like, he wished me a happy birthday over Instagram DM, which was, like, really nice, so I think everything's, like, cool, and then my, um, college boyfriend is now or sorry ex-boyfriend is now married so like really I've really moved on in great ways none of my own fruition really but it's fine so Monica that that happy birthday text that is that's a see because I went through a phase where like I still said happy birthday those happy birthdays no longer or received like you know what I mean like I feel like that's a whole phase Right. And it was like very out of the blue. Like it kind of like stopped me in my tracks on my birthday this year because we don't talk very often. So I just feel like that really confirmed that we were like, you know, good. Not that we ever really weren't because this was like a long time after we broke up. But yeah, the happy birthday text, the Merry Christmas. I mean, eventually that's got to stop. And sometimes it's hard. Like Carrie, how long were you texting this man happy birthday? Should we maybe put that statistic out there? I don't know. Oh man, I, you know, it's a great question. I feel like I was probably cordial in that way until I graduated. Okay. So probably a year. Yeah. Um, Cause this man did not leave um, the, the, uh, the Oxford and he, he still right. exists there and my parents live there. So it's a constant, I think thing I'm gonna, that's just uh, exists in my life, which is fine. Um, but yeah, probably a year, I would say after the yeah. I mean, there has to be like a slow wean out. I don't know. Austin, like what, as like a guy, because I think girls always, almost always have this deep seed of like, we might get back together unless something really bad happens. But even then, so like, if you live in proximity, you went to college with this person, you have similar friends. Is the guy like annoyed when the girl shows up, even if it's by happenstance? Is he like, please just like go away like I just want to like move on or is he able to have a little you know cordial conversation as Carrie said so this is um this is interesting I think a lot of it depends on timing but there's also another thing here the only thing that men are better than women at is compartmentalizing parts of their life Correct. It's literally the the only thing that we do better than women. And it is very easy for a man to be like, all right, this chapter of my life is done. This box is sealed, taped up. I'm putting this in the attic where I'll never have to look at it again. And when I move out of this house or whatever, it will stay here. And I'm not going to remember it, whatever. Um, So part of it is like, ah, there they are again. But like at the same time, like, that part is over so like 
it, it is both of like, can I, ah, gosh, can I just move on? Like, yeah. what, like some, something's going to have to change where it's like, all right, either I'm going to have to stop being friends with these people and doing this stuff or she is. And I would probably say most of the time um, it's whoever is like brought into that group, um, like as of the two. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I don't really know how to wrap up this thought, but that's that pretty was, much I mean, I don't know why you have me geeking so much on this podcast. Like every time you open your mouth, I'm like laughing really hard, but that was like very well said. I, I do think that's how most guys are. And I think that's why as girls, when you see the ex, you immediately are embarrassed because you assume they think you're like following them, which like. I do think the guy is naturally annoyed because in his head, he's like, I've already moved on. Like this has already been like you just said, the attic, like it's gone out of my mind. So how do we as girls get better at that? Maybe that's a separate podcast. You know what I mean? Like, oh my that's God. a whole like psychology thing. I don't know if that's <laughs> even possible with, with how the, the male brain operates and the female brain operates. Um, I pray that it, that it could, but I really don't think that that is possible at this current state. <laughs> it's going to take a miracle. So taking some advice from what we've all shared, I think the key here is you don't have to avoid the person you dated, whether that means you live close to them or you're going to run into them every time you go home, whatever the situation is, you don't need to avoid them. But I do think there is a period of time that you need to not go out of your way to quote, run into them because we all know, I mean, I'll own it. All my friends are going to roll their eyes when they hear this. Like, when you like someone, you would just find a way to run into them in situations here and there. You can't do that once you break up with them. Because first of all, that makes you look weird. And secondly, you just need to like give the situation space, like not even the person, but just like the whole thing is so emotionally charged. You have to let it like air itself out. You know what I mean? Like, do you agree with that, Carrie? Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I was also thinking about this before the podcast. And I feel like for women, speaking for women, not men, Austin, because obviously I, when you were talking about sealing the box and putting it in the attic, my mind was just self-combusting because I just cannot fathom what that would even, like my emotions run too deep for that. But um, yeah, I think it's like, I think the whole healing process emotionally is such a personal journey. And I think it takes a lot of self-awareness and just a lot of guidance to know what that looks like for you. Um, so I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, I've heard a lot of things where it's like, you know, you take half the time you date and that's how long you need to get over someone. And it's like, it, that is way too cut dry. Like I know people who dated for three years, they broke up for a month and now this girl's married to that guy, you know, like it's like, I don't know. It's just so personal. So yeah, but I definitely do agree with that. There needs to be some like phase of closure and like ceasing to see that person. Cause I think that really just makes you take steps backward. As far as healing I agree and this might be controversial to say but like I've come to the feeling of like no matter who does the breakup it's equally hard and weird to be around each other after because I feel like there's always the stereotype of whoever did the breakup is just going to move on the easiest and it's going to be like you know they're dating someone the next day which sometimes that's true I'm not discounting that but like when I broke up with my high school boyfriend I was unwell for probably yeah. like a full year. Like I could not. And everyone was like, what the heck, Monica? Like you're the one who made it happen. So like, why are you so upset? So I think also like 
if you were the one who broke up with the other person, give yourself a little bit room just as much as they need room because you probably caught yourself off guard a bit emotionally, even though you were technically in control of the situation. I mean, Austin, I don't really know what happened with your relationship, but if you were the one, you were the one broken up with, right? If I remember the story correctly. I was. So did you kind of go into this rationale of like, she's probably fine because she broke up with me? Um, I mean, I, I don't think you can afford to like think like that. Like life's too short to think like that, in my opinion. Um, with that being said, like we always overanalyze and, right. you know, it's, you're always like thinking like, were there things I could have been doing that I wasn't doing? Like, was I not like checking the boxes? Like, was I not like supporting needs, like emotionally, blah, blah, blah type of thing. There's like a lot of questions that run through your head. Um, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, obviously they decided that like this wasn't for them and like, that's nothing on me. Like that's something that they came to themselves. Right. Um, and like, also you have to think, um, if you're breaking up with somebody, that's not like a one day decision. Like they've been wrestling with it. They're like mm -hmm. for probably a few weeks, like sometimes even months, like it's, it's not easy for somebody to do that no matter like how badly they want to. Um, it's still like time invested with someone, like there's happy memories. Like there's obviously something positive that sparked the relationship in the first place. So, you know, Oh, it's just, it sucks. It's the worst. I, it's so sad. Yeah. Wow. I mean, hearts are breaking all over the world right now. Austin is just so tender, but like that, that is like some really great thoughts. Um, I mean, Carrie, did you have anything to add to that? I mean, Jenna. I just, <clears throat> excuse me. I love the self-reflection that was happening in that moment. Ooh. Like that is, we do not self-reflect enough, especially after breakups. It's so easy to become self-absorbed and just drowning in your hurt. So I really appreciate that. I think that's so important and we can all do more of that, I think. Yeah, maybe that is a very key piece of advice to add to the list of like, you need to make sure you take enough time to debrief your own feelings before you even start worrying about the other person's feelings and worrying right. about running, them, running into them in Starbucks. Like, Right. That's probably the least of your worries before you've really emotionally, you know, gone through it. Um, but something that just popped into my mind that I don't know if anybody's father, and by that I mean Carrie, your father, has ever told you, but when I was in my bed sobbing after my breakup with my high school boyfriend, um, which I'm like really exposing a lot about this breakup. So um, shout out if you're listening. Anyway, so my dad was like, Monica, like I know it seems that he's not upset now, but guys just get upset about it later. Like girls get upset about it right away, but with guys, it's more of like a layaway situation. Is that true? Cause I've never actually got a confirmation on that. Like I've never asked someone. Are you asking me or are you asking Carrie if she went through the same thing? Well, I'm asking Carrie, or I mean, I'm asking you because Carrie's not a male. So. <laughs> well, I would say that uh, like, men kind of do a, a decent job some better than others of like putting on a brave face like in certain situations um this could be like I, I don't even know like this could be like some like a family member dying and like all the women are just breaking down and the men are like putting on a brave face and then like when it's like said and done like hours after the fact when you're like all alone and then it just like comes um mm -hmm. same thing could go for a breakup 
Um, I personally did not take it very well. I was like really upset at the beginning. Um, and like, I definitely cried about it, but, um, some people definitely can like put on a brave face and like, like maybe seem calm and like emotionless in the moment, but emotions have to come out like one way or the other. And, you know, how that comes out depends on the person, whether that's sadness, whether that's anger, whether that's, you know, out outbursts of, of what have you. Yes. I'm not laughing at your pain. That was really well said. I don't know why I'm laughing at you. I think it's because you're being like very professional and that's like throwing me off a bit. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me on this podcast, bud. No, I, just, I don't want you to do anything. Here I am being vulnerable to my friends and it's going to be publicly posted over the internet and you're sitting here like, oh my gosh, why are you being so professional? No, I think I wasn't expecting you to be this vulnerable like I'm really actually excited about it I feel like our vulnerability is finally matched I feel like I'm always airing my dirty freaking laundry all the time and you sometimes just don't have any to like compare but like this is really making me feel better I'm not perfect mom <laughs> I need to save her just like you all right. Come on newsflash. Now. newsflash to everyone Austin is not perfect um so Carrie I feel like this is a controversial, you know, topic in general, but like, I guess my question to you, cause for me in my breakups, especially my college breakup, I only had to run into this man, like every conference or so. And I, I would just love to give everyone thought, give, get everyone's thoughts on this of when I ran into this man at the conference, it was always from afar. So like I would see him like across a huge freaking ballroom and I'm not going to like beeline over it to be like, Hey, haven't seen you in three years. How's it going? Heard you got engaged. Like that's weird. So in my head, I was like, if we get put in a situation where we are very physically close together, I will say like, hello, how are you? But I was like, if it's, you know, X amount of yards away, I'm not going to like close the gap. So I would love to know your guys' thoughts on that. Carrie, I know that maybe wasn't your situation entirely, but maybe you even had those moments in Oxford of like, mm. okay, if we're in the same academic building, I don't need to say hi, but if we're in the same coffee shop, I do. Like, yeah. is that a legitimate, you know, geographic measurement to have, or is that immature? Um, uh, My mind just does not think like that. Like I, like in terms of, the physical I'm more on the emotional level of life like 99% of the time so for me I think what that looked like was I think for a long time I felt like I owed him something like I owed him an intentional conversation because we were so close you know whatever um and I think it took me like a while to like realize like no I don't owe him anything like I don't you know of like if he's taking my order at a place or something like that like I will say, oh, how are you? But it's not a thing where, again, I think it goes back to like, how, like, I hate, I hate when people say this, but like, where's your heart at with it? Um, you know, if you're at a place where it's like, oh, I can have an intentional conversation with him and not feel anything, then, then great. But um, I think it just takes a lot of like self-awareness in that regard. Um, but now I'm at the point where it's like, I don't, I really don't go out of my way. It's like you said, it's like, if we are forced in the same like space and it, I don't want to be rude, but now I'm no, now I'm at a point where I would never seek that out. But I think again, it just goes back to the process of everyone's 
healing and how takes. Yeah. And like, the thing is, he's probably on the same page as you. Right. You off, but like, you probably are both in the place of like, okay, like we're going to say hi, not to be rude. And that's like a great place to mutually be. But what were you going to say? Um, I honestly can't remember now, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally, I totally agree. Cause that's the thing is you don't know what's inside their head. I think it's so easy as a girl to like think, oh, I'm like, I like him so much more or he has, he is so, he's so ahead of me. He's probably going on dates already, you know, whatever. And I just totally think that's, that's not the case, but we always paint it like that in our heads. Yeah. That's two, that's a two-way street right there, Carrie. That happens on both Mm -hmm. sides. Thank, thank God the men aren't perfect. We needed to know that. Um, I just yeah. like there's so many things that show that men aren't perfect. You can see it on Instagram every day. I'm just saying. <laughs> this isn't new news. <laughs> Not new news. I hoped everyone could hear the sarcasm in my voice. Um, so then I think like just this is like my last little topic I'll bring up because I could go on for hours, but you know, we try to limit ourselves here. I think something that Austin and I hit on with my friend Bethany about, you know, trying to figure out if someone's more than friends um, in your friend group that you've just been friends with forever, like the friends that you talk to about it are either really helpful or really not helpful. Mm, Amen. Something that I think that's key with this topic is not asking your friends to be like FBI agents of like, (laughs) who did he sit by at so-and-so place? And like, oh, I heard he did this and this. Can you confirm that? Or like, what do you think that? Like that whole narrative is so toxic and that's going to halt all of your ability to be friends or not friends with this person because they're always in your head. Like there's a natural amount of times that someone's going to come to your mind after you break up and then there's an unnatural. And I feel like that is in that realm. So like what camp are you guys in when it comes to how much you should be talking to your friends about like your ex or like, is there certain things you can talk to them about it? And I don't know, just what are your overall thoughts? Hmm. Austin, you want to go first? Uh, I think it depends on like what types of friends these are. Like, are these mutual friends that you were like spending time with? Like, are these your close friends that like maybe see this person like every so often uh, type of thing? Uh, for me personally, like I told my friends, I'm like, hey guys, this sucked. I don't really want to hear anything about this girl for like months, like months on end. Um, like, so I know you guys have like maybe run into her like here and there. I really don't care. Wish her all the best, but like, I don't need to know about it. Like, I don't need to know what she's doing. Uh, like, can you guys respect that and just like be there for me in that sense? Yeah. Um, as far as like, mutual friends go uh, I totally agree like you can't uh, like get in that mindset of like oh I heard they did this like you're just gonna like emotionally drain yourself right um, and then like it, it's just gonna lead to more animosity and just like ultimately it's gonna ruin whatever potential of like a friendship or like acquaintanceship afterwards so it's just not worth it in my head and like that's where like where I've like grown up now like I say grown up I'm like 22 but you know more mature like now it's like I don't like I shouldn't have to hate anyone like that shouldn't have to happen like no matter like how bad something was like I deserve like we all deserve each other's like respect on some level and like I think we all have like 
unless you give me a reason that like you haven't earned that like I'm gonna give you that yeah yeah wow this was the most mature 17 year old breakup ever in the world <laughs> so seriously it wasn't this is <laughs> years of reflection <laughs> oh my gosh I still think it was probably more mature than many um okay so we'll stop hyping Austin up Carrie what are your thoughts um I really I really agree with Austin I think it's um I think it's like important to almost categorize your friends and to realize that not everyone has the right to like know every part of what's going on in your head and heart um definitely learned that the hard way for me um I remember when I was going through that breakup I had a friend tell me um she was like okay maybe if you just stop talking about it that would be good and I just remember like crying even more after I heard that and be like oh I am talking too much blah 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 so like that just I don't know I think like when you're thinking about you know who who you're going to talk to and who you're going to kind of like go through that with just be really mindful and like even have accountability in that you know because it's so easy to get yourself in really hard places mentally thinking about things and feeling all the things and stuff so just having people who are checking up on you and that just really trust them because at the end of the day I think if you have friends that are like just kind of saying like you mom that just telling you everything and telling you all these details it's like I don't know those are the best friends to surround yourself right. with honestly um just kind of stirring the pot a little bit there so yes just really be mindful of who you're spending your time with as you're like going through something so hard that's huge. And I think categorizing your friends at, when you first hear that sounds really like shallow or like maybe yeah. even like mean, but it's really not like you have to know the friends that you can tell everything to yeah. and then the friends who can only handle so much. And that's not mean, like that's just like taking care of yourself. I think that was such a good point, Carrie. Yeah, wow. that did sound back bad thinking about it. No, but it's, it's true so though. Good. No, it's so good. I think you just put a really good name on it that most people don't. All right. Well, everyone, you know, needless to say, you learn something, you know, you learn something about interacting with your ex. You learn something about Austin and his professional breakup reflections and, and how Carrie is amazing. So all this to say, we will wrap up with, um, what's in the queue for you. We were all brainstorming in the beginning. I'm curious to know what we've all come up with. Austin, would you prefer me to go first or would you like to go? You can go first, month. I'm cool with that. Wow, what a gentleman, chivalry. Um, <laughs> you're breathing right now. Okay, so basically... <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even breathe. <laughs> oh okay, gosh. so um, my sister is back from Australia, as you all know. Um, and so this weekend, we will be having some quality... I don't even want to say this out loud it sounds so weird but like quality sister time sounds a little um little house on the prairie vibes anyway so we're having some quality sister time it's gonna be good haven't hung out with her in literal years so very excited for that and that's what's next um Austin go ahead I've been uh doing a lot of uh Christmas present wrapping I even um like finally got everything taken care of and then I was like I don't want to like I keep I want I want more presents to give so I actually like bought some of my friends presents and then I bought myself some more presents today so I got some more wrapping to do 
but I'm very oh. much looking forward to like the delivering of gifts to people this season. I think it's going to be very fun. I mean, a real life Santa. And what did you get me? <laughs> I got you a Zoom Pro membership. <laughs> that, is, that is what we got each other. How stunning. Okay, Carrie, go ahead. Oh, this is a hard one. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, on Tuesday, it is Brett's birthday. So we're doing a little celebration. Um, he's turning 20, 22. Wow. So love when we get in the range of being two years apart rather than three years apart. I'm a cougar. Just going to call like I see it. Um, but yeah, excited for him to be a step above 21. That's all I can say. That's That's got to feel good. A little bit more legal, even though it was never illegal. It just feels better, you know? <laughs> a little um, better. I always forget that he's that young, you know? Shout, shout out to maturity. Not saying he's, you know, you know him better than I do, but he is a very uh, mature guy. I like to think so. Anyway. We'll shout start. out. Shout out to Carrie's husband. Okay, anyway. <laughs> we are... So glad that you came on the podcast, Carrie. It's been a long time coming to a true fan. So thank you for making the time to be here. Oh my gosh, loved it. Everyone go listen to that podcast with Ben Morgan. Yeah, if you need context, go listen. Carrie, I also want to give you the opportunity to kind of tell us, you know, what you're doing. You're doing some cool things professionally right now. Do you want to provide the audience with a little wow. insight? Wow, Austin, I so much appreciate that. Yes, so here's what I'm doing. I, yeah, worked for Delight last year, like Monica had mentioned, Delight Ministries, but I recently got my real estate license. So I am a licensed realtor um, in the state of Kentucky, but partnered with an Ohio team. So I serve like the Cincy area. Um, yeah, I don't look by or sell. Look me up, Carrie Reichwein on all the platforms. Wow. I mean, yeah. shout out Austin. I did not want to push that, but it, when someone gives me opportunity, I'm slamming down on that for sure. Oh, uh, you know, just give me 3% of whatever clients come through this podcast <laughs> and we'll be fine. Oh my gosh. I'm out. I'm out. Um, and we actually are going to be out. So thank you everyone for listening. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, feel free, put a cork in it official. We'll always have some fun polls. Who knows what Christmas content will be out there. We had some interesting turkey trot content um, over Thanksgiving. So who knows what Austin will be um, doing over Christmas. That could be very photogenic. So we love you all and we will see you after the Christmas break. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. Kiss me underneath the mistletoe. Kiss me under the mistletoe. Show me, baby, that you love me so. Oh, oh.